I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. Been given a bad break, but I've got an awful lot to live for. Hey guys, it's David Burns, the founder of BaseballJobsOverseas.com, and this is our podcast that helps to inform you about the many playing and coaching opportunities around the world. Today we have Eddie Murray on the podcast. Eddie Murray is a long-term Baseball Jobs Overseas member, and he spent four years living in the city of Paris, right in smack in the center, um, playing for Paris University Baseball Club, which actually is not... Um, a university team they just uh, are associated with the university and that's where he lived at the university dorm prior to that he first got his foot in the door in Europe in Germany where he played in Berlin another great city and most recently he played in Slovenia um, where they won a championship so he's coming off a championship win in 2021 and he's returning to play there in 2022 so without further ado, let's get on to this interview with Eddie Murray. Jimmy and I tag-team this interview again. And yeah, there's a lot of good information and some cool stories from Eddie and his experiences playing in Europe for over six seasons now, seven seasons. So let's get on with this interview. Thanks for joining us today, Eddie. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, nice to talk to you guys um, through a Zoom call. But um, yeah, good to see you guys. Yeah, so where where are you now? You're down in California? I'm yeah, I'm in um, near Long Beach, California, Southern California. Yep. Um and I'm I'm splitting time between uh, NorCal, kind of near Oakland in the East Bay and yep. um the Long Beach area. Nice. Yeah, hometown, Oakland. Hey. Um you're from the the CV, Castro Valley? <laughs> yep, Castro Valley, East Bay. Yep. So, um you're you're coming off uh championship season there in Slovenia. Um, can you tell yeah. us a little bit about that and your time with, uh, I might be, first off, uh, can you tell us how to pronounce the team name? I believe it's Kronšky Lizjaki. Close? Yeah. Um, sometimes we say Lizjaki and sometimes um, Lizjaki, you know, yeah. but the, the J is kind of silent. And um, in Slovenian, if you have an I at the end of the word, it's, it makes it plural. So we, we were the, the foxes. Uh, this jockey is foxes okay it means foxes yeah what, so what's the first part sponsor like Kronsky or is that the name of the town? That, that's actually the town right next to us but um they used to for i forgot why they're still called um Kronsky because it represents the city of Kronsky um or actually um the j is silent so it's, it's Kron. but um for some reason they kept it but the team is actually in Loka. Yeah, which which is just right next to it. Um, if if you guys are looking on the map, but um, yeah, Kronji um, is just um, the city name of like when they started back in the day. And actually, I think it was something about paperwork that why they're they're still called that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, interesting. And yeah, Slovenia has a bunch of cities with names that are hard to pronounce. But now I ha finally can say Ljubljana. I think I said yeah. it right because I visited it and I had to Google it a number of times and while I was planning my trip. And, and uh, so the J was silent for that one as well. And the, the first J anyway. So like now I'm starting to get a little, little hang of it here. Um, great city. We'll get to that, but I'd like to hear about the season and let's talk about the club first. Like um, 
they kind of sprung up out of nowhere on us um, a couple of years ago and very serious about just bringing guys in to help them improve and win, win championships. And uh, so I just want to hear about the club and the organization and how you were treated and your, your experience with them. Yeah. The, uh, the club was great. Um, the GM is a guy named Mattia and um, he, he summed it up pretty well that um, when he, you know, when they bring import players, it's, um, it's not just about, you know, performance and playing, but they, they really want um, the guys to have a good time and, and um, you know, get, get to see Slovenia and, and experience the culture and hang out. Um, but it, yeah, really a, a welcoming team with, um, you know, we hung out after every practice, um, you know, a uh, little barbecue after, um, after the games. But it, it was um, – I actually joined the team for the second half of, of this past season and because um, they had a little break in um, kind of July and August. So they had a few other imports for the first half. And then um, I came along with um, my teammate, Matt Ng. Uh, we, we arrived on the same day in um, late August, um, had one practice, and then two days later uh, we were playing in the championship game already. Um, which was which was kind of cool, uh, but we were just yeah thrown out there. But um, yeah, we we won the ship the in the that first weekend, and then um, um, actually right after that we went to to Venice for like um, a little trip. Um, but um, yeah, overall the the team was great. Um, the guys were were awesome. A lot of English out there. Um, in the beginning I was, I was, you know, approaching people saying like, Oh, do you speak English? And then, um, after the, the second person said, Oh, of course, then I just, just went always just straight into English. Um, while picking up, you know, a few phrases here and there. So that's cool. Yeah. I'm, uh, so I, I know like because of COVID and stuff, I guess, did you get to compete in like a European cup qualifier with them or anything? Cause that's another reason why they bring in imports is to help them compete yeah. better in that and maybe win their qualifier. Yeah. Um, we, we weren't, we, we played in Italy in a friendly match um, two times and once in Croatia, but we weren't able to do an official EuroLeague just because of um, COVID and the scheduling, mm -hmm. but um, they would normally play against um, teams in Croatia or um, I think Budapest and maybe yeah. um the, that year winter league looks so awesome because i mean like because it's all the top teams from croatia slovenia slovakia hungary serbia. Um, and serbia yeah it's a great way to just kind of travel around that region of europe and like yeah, yeah. so how did how did you find the level of play uh within the league because you've played i mean you you're from uc you played at ucla you played uh in france you've played all over. I mean, you also played in that Liberation League, which I want to get into a little bit later too. Um, but how did you find the level of play compared to what you've been playing recently? Uh, the level was interesting because um, Slovenia is such a small country that yeah. that actually a lot of a lot of their best players go to go to Italy to play for like a little higher competition. Mm -hmm. um, but some guys would play in both leagues a little bit, but. Um, the guys were really physical, but also there were a lot of guys with, um, with just a few years of experience. So you might have like a couple guys on the team that are, that are pretty solid on the national team. And then a couple guys that, you know, maybe their first or second year playing, um, you know, and there's like maybe three of them on the other team, you know? Um, 
as but as far as our team, we were we were um, definitely the the most talented team, just with the most experience. Um, we, we're the we were the only team in Slovenia to bring in um, import players, mm-hmm. and um, I think there were like uh, three guys, actually four guys on the national team. Um, three of them were like kind of the younger, um, you know, early twenties guys. Um, uh, three of the top pitchers in the in the country. Um, uh, but but actually, there um, one of my teammates always said that Slovenia has the um, what do you call it the tenth tallest um, average height, and so like the the, the guys are big um, and like pretty physical, but um, some guys are experienced and some guys are just just not as experienced. Yeah. Right. So you were only limited to just like local Slovenian play because you guys didn't get to like really expand outside of the country much. So that was the championship of the local league, uh, the Slovenian. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, we we were the one team like outside of the capital. We were about 30 minutes um, in Skofjaloka. And then the three other teams were in the capital, Ljubljana, uh, mm-hmm. kind of spread out. Mm-hmm. And um, and the championship game was was, yeah, in Skofjaloka. And one of the teams came came. Uh, came over to play. Yeah, it's interesting. It's because um, in a normal year, no COVID, no pandemic, they're playing in the European Cup qualifier as the best team in, out of Slovenia. Um, and you're playing in the Euro Interleague. So you're, like we were talking about, traveling to, you know, Hungary and to Slovakia mm-hmm. and to, to uh, Serbia. And so, um, so this year, obviously, maybe there's a little to be desired in terms of competition. But – in, if you were to kind of factor in like uh, a normal year, uh, what a normal year would be like, uh, I could see like that being a, um, from a baseball standpoint, um, you know, a pretty desirable um, situation. Even without it, just playing in the local league like this year, you you had a great time and you enjoyed your time and you're excited about it. And um, and now, um, but it sounds like next year. That might not even be the case that they're going to go into that Euro Interleague. They're going to go into the Italian League. The second, yeah, the, yeah. The the team's trying to do big things. They're um, they're trying to do the the Euro League and play in um, Slovenia on um, on Saturdays and then Italy on Sundays. Wow. So actually, I'm I'm not sure about the Euro League about the update because. Um, it's not nothing set in stone yet, but um, um, yeah. And actually, I I believe they're going to start in third division Italy. Um, they were trying to go second division, but Italy is kind of um, um, like um, strict on the rules there. So they're going to be in third division, and then um, you know yeah. they're going to try to work their way up. I'm I'm sure some third division Italian teams wouldn't be too happy if. Uh if a team from Slovenia comes over and just kind of gets first dibs before them? Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like, yeah, one of those things where they got to work their way up. And, yeah, they um, got to earn it. The Slovenian team is actually um, merging with another Italian team. So there's going to be about um, about half and half, like half guys from the Lizjaki team, um, or you know, maybe six, six guys, and then merging with another team in, in Italy um, to have some Italians on the team as well. And that's the team down in Venice. Um, not exactly. Um, it's I believe it's more by Trieste, which is oh, okay. just yeah. two two hours. Yeah, two hours away. Um, but it's not actually. I don't really know the actual name of that team, but it's just one of those teams down there. Right. Cool. I, I'd like to hear a little bit about your um, 
your setup there. Um, cause I, I know like, <clears throat> like I said, they kind of all of a sudden came out of the blue and, and they have a budget, like they're bringing in, they're bringing in players. You know, I know there, there were three of you there this year or four imports. Yeah, there, there were three when I was there. And then, um, Hector was there for the first half and the second half. He's a, he was the head coach and also, um, uh, an infielder and, and, you know, player coach. And, um, we, we stayed, um, like a 10 minute walk from, from the stadium in Shkofia Loka. Um, and, but was, what was really cool was, um, we had a car. So the, the three of us were able to share a car cause we were staying in a, it was kind of like a, a house slash apartment slash Airbnb it had like six, six places where, um, kind of a family lived, but you know, they rented out three of the, three of the, um, kind of rooms or apartments. So, um, like I, I was staying with Matt in, in one apartment building and then Hector was staying in a, in another room upstairs or another, you know, apartment. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, having the car was cool cause we could, we could get around, um, you know, take a, take a road trip to, to Italy. Cause actually Hector was playing in, a um, in first division Italy. So the reason why we went to Venice was cause he had a game that, that next Sunday, right after our championship game. And so we, we drove together, kind of dropped him off. And then Matt and I went to Venice for a day. And, and, um, then the next day, you know, went to go pick up Hector again. So we were able to like, to go around that way. That's sweet. Yeah. I mean, you're so close to Italy there. Why would you not make trips with a car to Italy? Like it's, it's right. Yeah. On, it's right there. So, uh, how do you how do you enjoy Slovenia itself? Like, I mean, I I went to Ljubljana this summer and I just loved that city. Like, that's a a place I need to go back. I was there with with my daughter, so it was kind of like just a nice little touristy trip. But I want to yeah. go back with some of the guys so, and and have a good time because it looked like a fun um, you know town to go yeah. at night in. Yeah, it's definitely a fun place, and we were lucky that right when right when Matt and I arrived, everything was starting to open up again. Um, but, um, yeah, the people were great. Um, you know, it's kind of a smaller capital compared to like the major cities like, you know, Paris or Berlin. So, um, after I'd say after about a month, we got to know, um, you know, all the bartenders, all the, all the bouncers, all the DJs, um, and actually, actually met a lot of friends um just going out and um it was it was like a really a really good time out there it's a college town right so there's probably a lot of uh, american studying there is what i've heard because it's almost free for an american to go study there which is yeah uh, just blows yeah. blows me away but yeah, i know a I, lot I, of americans take advantage of that and go to Ljubljana and study there yeah i, I think they said there's seventy thousand college students all together in in the capital i think it has 350,000 total people. So yeah, definitely a lot of college age people um, hanging out. Um, a lot of the Americans were, some were studying, but a lot were traveling through for a day and maybe visiting Lake Bled, which is just mm -hmm. about an hour north of, of the capital. Gorgeous. Um, I'm going to be inserting drone footage of Lake Bled that I took this summer right oh, here okay. in this YouTube video. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that's an awesome place. Um, you know, we'd go there um, a couple of times, like maybe right after a game, like on a on a Monday, because the water was just nice and fresh. We'd just go in there, kind of like a a mini ice bath. Um, we could you could swim around. There's a there's a castle up on the cliff. 
Um, just, yeah, just a really beautiful place to relax. And if, um, if people like hiking, there's a bunch of trails right there. Yeah. Um, beautiful. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just, cool. just really gorgeous place. I also have to say, and I can say this cause I'm not married or engaged like Jimmy. I had a sore neck by the time I left Ljubljana. Like there's a lot of beautiful women there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know your situation, so I don't want to put you on the spot. So you no, yeah, yeah, I, I definitely agree. And, um, yeah, actually, yeah, there's a lot of beautiful people all over. Um, we got to see, um, travel around to, to Croatia as well. And just actually that whole area is just, um, yeah, a lot of beautiful people. Um, um, yeah, it was, it was, a uh, it was a fun time. Yeah. Right. Did you make your way down to Croatia? Yeah, so it was it was kind of interesting. Um, I was on day eighty five of my you know ninety day visa, and our our GM Mattia says um, like one day like oh you know how many days do you have left? And we started talking about it, and we were planning to go to Budapest in two weeks to play in the Euro um, tournament, Euro League you know tournament. So he said, oh you know I, I'm going to send you to to Zagreb, Croatia for for three days to save to save your 90 days, you know? So um, he kind of just sent us out and we, you know, stayed in a hotel for three nights in Zagreb for, for a weekend. And, um, but on the, on the second day or like, you know, second day we got there, we found out that the Budapest tournament was actually going to be canceled because of, you know, the COVID situation and stuff. So we were able to just hang out and, and enjoy Zagreb um, for, for the weekend. And then, when we came back, we, we just decided to just kind of um, overstay the visit a little bit, um, you know, overstay the 90 days. And then, mm-hmm. um, um, but yeah, we, we got to see Zagreb and the, um, and then the team actually went back to Zagreb the next weekend to play in a, in a friendly match. Um, but I actually stayed because it was like, I was already past 90 days. So it was kind of one of those yeah. things where I just stayed back for, for the weekend. Yeah. Um, Didn't We've had people get stuck, like our imports get stuck at the Croatian border. Um, yeah. David Brandt, he went down there on a holiday because oh, they're wow. part of the Schengen zone. And right. just over his 90 days and before he was going to go fly out. And they're pretty strict. So he got he got nabbed there. and he had, to, But basically just had to give him 250 euro and they let him go. Like that's, oh, okay. They're One just asking you for money at the border. but Yeah. Yeah, they yeah they sent us to to Croatia because yeah they were out of the Schengen zone so to like save the days and then um, yeah we we're just trying to be careful and then af- after I came back from Croatia I just stayed in the Schengen so there was there there were no issues there but um, actually um, the the beaches of Croatia um, I I didn't get a chance to visit but uh, uh, next summer planning to go yeah um, some of our teammates would go and and they just had a great time you know I think like Shaq was partying there or something like that. Um, but yeah, they showed like, it looked like, um, like right on the beach, like a, like a Coliseum, you know, like in Rome, but that was just like, a like a a club basically to to hang out at. So that whole Croatian coastline is just amazing. I went there a few years ago, like went to uh, Novigrad, Ravin, Kamenjak, and like that whole part of the Adriatic, it's just so crystal clear and it's so clean. It, it's yeah it's beautiful there relatively cheap oh for sure yeah I, I really want to make a trip down to like Dubrovnik and like split 
and down in like southern Croatia because that looks really nice. I had a I had a whole 2020 Croatian coastline trip planned, and that's right when COVID hit. But I was gonna, I was going to go to Split, and uh, I was going to, but I'll, I'm going to I'm going to do it eventually. So yeah, next summer, let's do it. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Well, I mean, let, while you're saying it, it's pretty clear you're going back next next summer. Yeah. Um, so how that's that's going to be pretty exciting. Hopefully, you know, I mean, you're going to be playing in in the the Italian league. It looks like you're going to be playing a lot of baseball compared to this summer. Um, yeah. So um, the actually the the Italian league, there's like a new development. There's um, um, there only there's something about an EU thing where third division you need to be like working in in italy or you know uh, like get an eu passport so so our our gm Mattia didn't find out about this until like recently so um the the plan is changing a little bit but but i, I am planning to go to play in the slovenian league um you know for the and games the, on saturdays and, and hopefully then, the euro winter league yeah pro, you know probably those other matches in like uh or or games in um you know croatia or the other countries then i could play in but as far as italy um i, I wouldn't be playing in, in that league i'm not uh, surprised i'm not surprised because i think the second division is the same like they're yeah like uh you know the only guys that we that have gone there that i remember had dual citizenship yeah like like um you know Whitting was down there that one year and yeah, uh, yeah parker uh, yeah, or if you have like a visa, even even without citizenship, if you have a visa to work there in Europe and stay there, then like we've had a couple guys go down there too. Because yeah. I think only in Series A, the first league, they're uh, allowed to bring over an import. Like yeah. give them so, a proper visa. And that's when they usually look for big league guys or AAA guys. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, I'd like but, Sorry, go ahead. I don't know. Just the team is definitely looking to – to work their way up to first division eventually. But yeah, yeah for third and second, uh, like, like you mentioned, Jimmy, uh, yeah. with the import rule. Yeah. Well, I'd like to hear a little bit more about your story leading up until this, this season. Um, Cause you're, how old are you right now? I'm 34. Yeah. And, and you're still yeah. playing ball and traveling the yeah. world and stuff, which is pretty cool. But like, yeah. um, I, I'd kind of like to go back to like, all right, you know, you're wrapping up your, your college career and you, you know, I just kind of want to hear your story, your timeline and what happened from, from then until now. And like, so like, when did overseas become, become uh, a possibility or, or when did you become aware of it? So, um, after UCLA, um, I actually took, took two summers off. Um, I was just, I, I thought I hung them up right after college. Um, but I slowly got back into it, started training again. Uh, played one year of independent ball in Louisiana, and I was going for my second year of, of indie ball, you know, looking for a team. And actually, randomly, um, I was just, I was coaching um, in Northern California, a high school team, and I was just training before practice. And one of the other coaches um, was just like, oh, are, are you looking to play? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. So he's like, all right, let me, let me see what my, my friend can do for you. And then the next day, basically, he was saying, oh, do you want to go to Germany? And I was like, yeah, of course. And then like, you know, after that, I was like, oh, can I bring a friend? And then, you know, next thing I know, I'm, I'm playing in Berlin. Um, that was 2014. And um, the reason I went for that was um, it was just a, a cool opportunity. You know, I was, um, you know, 
looking to play, you know, play ball, um, maybe, you know, looking to play independent ball, try to go work my way up through the minors, but the chance to go to Berlin just, just sounded awesome. And it was just a, a great time out there. And then, um, after that, um, played in, in Paris, um, the next year and, um, just, just love going to Paris. Um, and a lot of guys, um, might not return to the same place, but it was just such a cool place that I decided to keep going back and ended up playing there um, four straight summers. Paris was really cool. Um, uh, we stayed in this, um, it's kind of like a university housing where um, 10,000 um, university people stay. They're either studying abroad, um, getting their PhD or, um, or masters or, you know, just going to school in, in Paris. And there's like 40 different like kind of dorms or apartment buildings, um, each re representing a different country. So like, for example, there's like the Japan house that has like, you know, the Japan style um, building. And uh, one year I stayed in the Belgium house with, you know, it j looked like a building just like in Belgium. Um, so that was like a really cool uh, place to meet a lot of people from, from all over the world. Um, and it's like right in the heart of Paris. So you're just, you just walk out and you're, you know, you're in Paris. So, um, yeah. I, saw, I saw footage of that from Daniel Catalan. Yeah. He stayed there. It just looked amazing. Like what a way to meet people and just integrate quickly, you know, like it's. Yeah. So, ap yeah. so after that first season in Berlin, is that when you kind of got the itch and you just wanted to keep playing overseas? Like. Because then you continued playing overseas for quite a while. So did you just like the experience and then you wanted to keep on going with it? Or how did that so, work? Yeah, so, so after Berlin, I was actually um, thinking of stopping to like, because I was, I was coaching a lot. So I was thinking of, you know, bringing, bringing the players over and, and not really thinking of, of um, playing as much. But then I kind of got lucky. I, I kind of got the itch again in, um, in the springtime. And then got set up with the with the team in Paris. So, like, yeah, right after Berlin, I, I thought it might be it might be my last time playing. Um, but then I just kind of kept on going. But um, right after my first year in Paris, I I was wanting to 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 keep going back. And 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 now you're 34. What's your motivation right now? Just to continue to play ball and see the world, or <laughs> what's going on? Because like I get it, but I yeah. know someone listening or whatever might. Uh, you know, maybe somebody that's thinking like, "Hey, I want to do this long term." You know, so I just yeah. kind of pick your brain about that. See, see what your thought process is. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna say it's the classic um, love of the game. Um, you know, I, I hung I hung it up a few times, but somehow, you know, springtime always rolls around, and then yep. you know, there might be an offer to you know, like, do I want to just stay in the states? You know, have a normal summer or you know, go to Europe. Yeah, real quick. Uh, what's your favorite European city that you've uh, traveled to outside city. of baseball? Just in terms of travel, lifestyle that you've been to, what's your favorite European city? Um, I, I'd have to say Paris just because I, I spent the most time there. I just love the Parisian lifestyle and, and just happen to have um, so many friends on that team. Did you pick up a lot of French while you were there? Um, surprisingly, I actually spoke more Spanish with the um, – with the Latino ball players that yep. that didn't that didn't speak English, so but I, I did pick up on a little bit French eventually, but but spoke actually more Spanish out there. All right, what's your uh, favorite food in Slovenia? 
Oh, in Slovenia. Um, in Slovenia. Right. Uh, What's some uh, Slovenian cuisine that uh, so, if someone ever comes to visit Slovenia, yeah. maybe they go to Lake Bled or yeah. Ljubljana, What's something they have to try? There's there's a lot of meat in Slovenia, so um, there's this little. It's kind of like a little sausage, but it comes in different sizes. Um, it's called sevapčići. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. It's basically, Cevapcici. like a. Yeah, I had yeah. that down in Croatia too. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, it's like really juicy. Um, you know, you could like put it in like this little bread sandwich and put some sauce or like some cabbage, or you can just you know, grab it with your fingers and just like dip it straight into the sauce, like a, yeah. you know, like a, like you're dipping a nugget or something. Yeah. Um, but, but I could only eat that like maybe once a week or once every two weeks. Cause it's so heavy. It actually, you actually start smelling like, like the meat after you <laughs> eat it a lot. Yeah. And, um, but that's like kind of the most traditional, um, thing, you know, they eat it all the time, you know, like our first big meal, we, um, we went to a, a restaurant to eat that like with with um like half of the team and we had a barbecue and we you know the, the guys made that on the grill there were a lot of nice restaurants there a lot of nice also craft beers so that's my next question is there a slovenian beer that was your kind of beer of choice or your recommendation for for anybody that yeah. might end up in slovenia um yeah actually there's one in a green can with a with a big um ram on it with you know with horns is called um wow lashko lashko yeah um that was yeah that was, yeah that, that was that was like the go-to it was like it is. really yeah really solid um there's also one called i believe it's union or union with um a dragon logo um there it is before i went to slovenia actually um was hanging out in Paris for, for a couple of weeks. Um, it turned into two months actually. And we took a trip to Poland and we were drinking like, um, shots of vodka at the dinner table. Um, you know, we finished one bottle before we even ordered. So like, I kind of, <laughs> yeah. And we had like, you know, um, three bottles for dinner before we went out to the, to the nightclub. Between and, how many people? Um, there were, there were eight of us, but I'd say like, only six six were drinking uh, a lot and then like the other were kind of just drinking sipping a little bit um the Polish so like to drink their vodka i that's yeah so i kind of got in the hang of going just kind of hard alcohol um so in slovenia kind of did limited the beer and kind of switched over just from my my time in poland actually uh-huh yeah. Trading, sacrificing the liver to have a nice not have a beer gut for one <laughs> Actually, yeah, because yeah, the, the the beer belly got got um came in, so I kind of try to try to tone back a little bit on that. What about favorite place you've visited in all your year seasons overseas? Favorite, like let's just say off the beaten track, maybe even like like a oh, big like, city. You like yeah. you were in Berlin, awesome city. Paris, like that's a good. Yeah. Like, is there a place you've been where you're like? That's a that's a place like not necessarily everybody knows about or, or schedules into their travel plans when they're in Europe. Yeah. So so my first summer in Berlin, um, there's a place outside of uh, Dresden. Um, mm-hmm. So it's about two hours, two and a half hours south of Berlin, mm-hmm. and um, there's a place called the the Basti Bridge, which is kind of up up in the mountains, and it's kind of a man-made stone bridge, um, mm-hmm. but 
our our trip there um i went with a buddy to berlin so we we had bikes so we actually took our bikes onto onto the train we took a, a two-hour train um down to dresden and then rode the bikes uh, 30 kilometers down um down the, you know followed the river mm-hmm. and then um got to this place called the Bastille bridge and then kind of took like a 30 minute hike up and it's just kind of a just a really cool place like kind of up in the mountains small mountain with um these man-made like stone bridges and then i'd say number two would probably be lake bled just kind of how beautiful it is with the with the um there's like a little island right in the middle of the lake and um you know the view from the castle up on from up on the cliff is just like just like a really peaceful place. Yeah, and I went up like when I went there this summer, and I parked up at the castle, the Bled mm-hmm. Castle. Yeah. And if you, like pay the guy a little extra, then you can pay park there longer, and then you walk down the pathway to the lake. So you walk mm-hmm. down from the castle, and there's like a little um, a paid beach part there. You just pay a few bucks, and you go in, and, and then you have a and then there's this dock you can go out on, and oh yeah, the, the water so serene it's just beautiful and refreshing and uh, it's just an awesome day so eddie like what what is your plan from like what's your longer term plan are you looking to get into coaching um after your playing career do you see yourself long term overseas or back in the states that's a good question because i'm still thinking about it but um um, i like the flexibility i have right now it would be cool to to possibly live in in europe one day um but i don't see it happening you know, in the next one or two years, but maybe, you know, maybe down the road. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely want to keep playing. Um, if there's an opportunity to to coach and play, you know, I'd, I'd love to do that. Or if if uh, it's only coaching and, um, but it's, a, you know, nice setup in Europe, then, you know, I'd, I'd go for that as well. Mm-hmm. And as far as, far as teaching, I, I see myself um, continuing to teach, you know, in the States um, as a kind of off-season job and then going over to Europe. Um, um, you know, in, in the summer times, but also I'm, I have, um, I have this, this baseball business of bringing, um, Americans or foreign players out to, to Europe to show them a good time. And, mm-hmm. um, I, I brought, um, two, just two players to France, to Paris, you know, showed them around a little bit, kind of on, on a small scale, but, um, next year in Slovenia, since, um, they're actually, um, they actually need players. So out of the four teams, um, looking to bring about 10 to 20 guys out there to um, kind of fill the rosters, but at the same time, um, you know, kind of be their mini tour guide and kind of show them around um, all the cool places, um, you know, planning like a trip to Croatia and, and um, you know, just see all of Slovenia and Italy and that kind of stuff. So that's kind of the, the long-term goal is to continue building that. and. Um, kind of bring bring guys over um for for a a little european visit do you have any advice for anybody that you know is considering playing overseas um maybe even like a longer term thing like you um if they you know any any advice for somebody that's at that crossroads in their career and they're thinking about overseas yeah definitely i'd I'd say of course get a get a profile um asap and just just let it, just let it sit out there. Um, and it's, you know, I, I wish I would have done it right after college because I kind of just, 
you know, took a break from baseball. But if, if I knew there was this European thing that was kind of doable, I probably would have jumped on it and, and went earlier. So I'd say definitely, um, you know, get a, get a profile, see what happens. When I was in, in Paris, when I was going back to Paris, um, you know, for four consecutive summers, I was actually getting offers to play in other places like Germany, um, Sweden, um, just from having the profile sitting there. Um, I was still getting offers and, uh, and they were all, they all sounded cool, but you know, I was, I decided to go back to Paris each time. So that, that's how having the profile would, would just help anybody. And actually since now I've gone, that was, this was my sixth um, season in Europe. Um, when I was talking to, you know, Mattia from, from Slovenia, he, he mentioned that obviously I have like European experience. So they kind of, they kind of know that I, I know the deal with Europe because a lot, some imports, they come out for the first year and they might, you know, they might big league the team or kind of not, not really, um, like mold with the team. And so, um, some, some European teams are kind of cautious about that. So if, if you have some ex European experience, you can kind of just keep building. So I'd, I'd actually recommend, um, you know, you know, trying to get a contract, of course, but just getting, getting out there and just playing, um, finding a, just finding a team to play. And, you know, once you're out there, then you're, you know, you're considered a European, you know, player. And if you're coming from the States or Canada, um, you already have this, like, you, you're going to have like a lot more experience from playing, um, even just high school ball than most, than most guys in Europe. Yeah, definitely. I think each, each guy that goes out to Europe, they're going to have, you know, their own personal experience. But I think, um, basically everybody, yeah, if you go out there with open mind, you're just open to, to learning about your teammates, the culture, you know, the most likely a different language. If you're going to Europe, um, most places. Um, and yeah, just, just, um, it's just a, definitely a growing experience to, to go out there for anyone, especially a young guy coming out of college. One thing that was kind of interesting is, um, I think there's a coach from Budapest from last year that, that, um, our team in Slovenia was looking to, to bring over mm -hmm. and he actually played, um, club ball, um, in college, um, which, which is not, you know, NCAA, but he played club ball, but he got his foot in the door in Europe somehow. Um, and like worked his way up to, to now he's like a player coach. Um, I think for like three or four seasons now. Um, so it kind of, kind of blew my mind because, you know, you might think that you might need a, big resume with you know ncaa or you know you know whatever but it's it's kind of like if if you know the if you play ball you know the game if you just get out there um you know make some connections uh build some relationships and just keep you know keep going there, there's just such a huge range of like competitive levels to where there's an opportunity for that guy who only has like club ball experience in college there's opportunities for guys with division three experience in college uh, there's guy, I mean, and then like yourself, like division one experience at a big club, like big program, like UCLA, like that's where you can get into some of those like bigger leagues, like you did like in Germany and the Czech Republic, possibly work your way into like Italy, the Netherlands. Um, but there's a lot of opportunities out there that I don't think a lot of guys know about. But how about you, Jimmy? What's, uh, what's your, uh, long-term goal with baseball and everything with, um, 
I know you're you're working with with uh, BBJOs right now, but what is that like the yeah the big end? Um, I mean, I'm like BBJO is like I, I don't know. I love BBJO, and I want to work with this company until I die. Uh, I okay. love the opportunity to be able to help people get the opportunity that I've gotten. Because I mean, I've gotten to play. Because rather than stay with one club, I was like once like my first season was in Austria with Dave. Dave brought me over back in 2015. And then after that, I got an opportunity to go play in Sydney, Australia, and then in Paris, uh, well, Sonar. And then I just kind of kept on going to a new team, new league, a new country every six months just to kind of expand, to get to network, get to travel, get to continue playing baseball. Um, and now, I mean, I've met a girl. I'm getting married here soon. So uh, I'm – That's correct. I love living in Salzburg. Uh planning on continuing to play for as long as I can. Um, I'm also coaching with an Austrian national team here too. Um, so it's a, another way for me to help give back. Uh, I'm also coaching with my club team here. Um, but between baseball jobs overseas, um, playing, coaching, I mean, I get to do everything that I've wanted to do. I get to work for my computer. I get to help people. I get to continue business in baseball. And yeah, I mean, it's a dream. Okay. center of Europe. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be honest, like we don't, I don't make a ton of money off of it, but like for me, just the experience of getting to do what I want to do, having the freedom to like continue to play baseball, continuing to travel. Like, because since I work for my computer, I can go back home and I can visit my family whenever I want to throughout the year. And I don't have to take vacation because I can just bring my computer with me and work from home. And turn that into a networking trip where I can go to different colleges, meet with different coaches, and spread the name. Um, like, yeah, my goal long term is to continue to grow baseball jobs overseas, continue to help as many people as possible. And I also want to keep playing for as long as possible, too. Perfect. This has been great, Eddie. I appreciate you sharing the story and looking forward to meeting you. We, we have to meet in 2022 because you're yeah. only three and a half hours away. So, yeah. so Jimmy and I, we're just we're just uh, up the road. So you're always welcome yeah. here and we'll show you around Salzburg if you make your way up. Oh, thank you. Thanks guys. Minimally, we'll see you at Fingston ball. Yeah. That's, that sounds great. Perfect. Awesome. Appreciate it, buddy. So, all right, Eddie, good talking to you. Thank you. Uh, all right, guys. Looking forward to the next time we meet. <laughs> and congrats once more on that championship. Yep. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Thanks guys. And yeah, I'll see you guys. Um, yeah, uh, 2022, that's that's the plan. For sure. So. Hey, guys, that wraps up our episode with Eddie Murray. Just another cool story of a player working during the offseason to save up to play baseball in Europe in the summer. And uh, everyone that does that seems to just keep doing it. It's like a trap in a way. You just keep getting more and more offers in Europe, and you can't help but sign up to go back. Once you got the, the bug of traveling and playing baseball in Europe, it's really hard to shake it. So... For any of you that are kind of up in the air as to what line of work to go in, why not find some seasonal work um, that would allow you to do such a thing as play baseball in Europe every summer? Why not? Uh, and teaching can do that for you. 
Uh, also, Eddie brings a lot of coaching experience with him, youth coaching experience. So in addition to his Division One playing background, he has that youth coaching experience, which is also huge and is a big reason why he gets offers every year. And he has to decide between playing and living in the middle of Paris or in Berlin, and in this case, in beautiful Slovenia. If any of you or someone you know are interested in learning about playing or coaching overseas, the best way to go about it is to go to baseballjobsoverseas.com and just fill out the feedback form. And then one of us, likely Jimmy, will follow up with honest and detailed feedback on what your chances are in taking your career overseas and in which countries. Uh, The next probably thing I would recommend would be to educate yourself about what overseas has to offer. And there's plenty on our blog. Just go to our website and then go to the blog. Uh, Our YouTube channel, Instagram account, any of those will give you a nice feel at least to what overseas has to offer. But the blog is where you could actually learn a lot about the leagues and listen to interviews like this. Once again, thanks for listening. And until next time, may the baseball gods be with you.